Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Ben and I were just complaining off air about air travel and how it's just gotten to be so ridiculous. Yesterday, I had a four-hour delay with a toddler by myself. It wasn't the best, but it's also not the worst. But it's been a trend, a crazy, crazy trend. Um, My flights recently over the past three months have been like, four hours plus delayed but anyway sounds like ben had a far more interesting story about a delay and it happened about a week and a half ago he was midway through the story and i was like wait wait, wait. save this for the air tell everybody about this because i thought it was going in a very interesting direction go for it and tell the entire story again you want you want the people to hear this huh the people yeah yeah well i uh you know this is 
I just fly a lot. I do. Um, I'm you up- are on a plane every, what do you think the average is? Four to five days? Well, I just I just hit 61 flights this year. So, segments. So that's- wait, 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 wait. Since 2003. Three, the yeah. first of 2003. Yeah, so that's like. Wait, 2023. Yeah, it's like a plane every <laughs> like average of plane like every I don't know two and a half days. It's a lot. <gasps> that it's a lot. Yeah. Um, luckily, so you count. Well, no, you can see it on your like on your uh, flight my, like status like flight segment. You always take the one airline. Yeah, I always take United. I'm a big United because fan. it's a big hub. With, it's a big hub in Denver. Denver big fan of their service. Got the, get the, get the upgrades every now and again. The crazy thing is. I I flew a ton last year, like 125 flights or 150 flights, and then uh, 61 flights this year. I am still not sometimes even in the top 10 when it comes to status on the flights. Like people are flying more than me, which blows my mind. I don't know why and I don't know how. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, There's just a lot of people that fly all the time, I guess. But all right, here's the story. I'll I'll tell it quick. So I I was in uh, uh, Kukata, Colombia. Uh, a week and a half ago with Project Hope. Incredible trip, uh, reviewing some of the work being done um, for pregnant women um, in uh, Colombia. And it's part of the Venezuelan um, refugee uh, migration where they are coming over from Venezuela, getting uh, healthcare done in Colombia, moving to Colombia a lot of times. So it was a great trip. But the flight there is pretty tough. So to get to uh, Kukata, it takes forever. Uh, I think it was like 14 hours of total travel um, for a place that's not that far from the U.S. And we fly uh, into Bogota. We're going to Bogota to Houston, Houston back to Denver. We get into Bogota, get on our flight. It's a midnight takeoff. We'll land uh, in Houston at 545 or something. I'm supposed to have a flight connection at like 7.30 a.m. back to Denver, be back in Denver by 9.30. That sounds great to me. Like I'll be home, ready to start my work day, kind of ready to just like get through as much as I can before I fall asleep again. Well, we're in Bogota. I get on the flight. I get upgraded. So I'm sitting in first class. Very nice. Very excited about this. I'm going to have some cocktails. I'm going to have some food. I'm going to relax. Two seats over from me, uh, there's somebody that sits down. The flight attendant comes up to this person and says, what was the problem out there, sir? The guy goes, I have no problem. He goes, well, what happened out there? And he goes, well, some guy was taken forever in line. Uh, My wife and I asked to move in front of him. And he said, F you to me. And nobody talks that way to me and my wife. I'm an ex-Marine. I don't stand down to nobody. Uh, So I'm listening to all this. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Okay. So the flight attendant leaves him, you know, and goes and talks to the other person. Then leaves the plane, talks to the lady at the front desk that was checking people in along with some other passengers. Comes back onto the plane, the flight attendant did, looked at the guy two seats over from me and goes, everybody out there says you were the instigator. You were the person that instigated this argument. And he goes, mm-hmm. I was not the instigator. I was not the instigator at all. It's his fault. Nobody talks to me that way. Flight attendant goes, here's the deal. I don't really care. I just want to get to Houston. Like, I want to get to Houston as fast as possible. I want to get out of, like, out of this uh, airport and get home. And the guy goes, okay, cool. He goes, and the flight attendant said, as long as you guys don't fight on the plane, we're good. This is where I stopped Ben. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, they're about to fight on the plane. Yeah. He goes, Continue. we're good. And so everybody around us who has heard this is like, okay, good. We're, we're, we're already delayed 20 minutes. Now we're going to get taken off. So the flight attendant sits down. We leave um, the jet bridge. We're backing up. 
We get to like probably five minutes from the jet bridge. And this guy, two seats over from me, goes, no, you know what? You need to apologize to me, to the flight attendant. You need to apologize to me. I'm not the instigator. You need to apologize to me. Oh, no. The flight attendant's and like- is his wife sitting next to him? His wife's sitting seven rows back. He got first class. His wife got seat 7C, which is still a good seat, not first class. Um, the man took first class for himself and didn't give it to his wife? Oh, yeah. I'm already yeah. judging this guy. Yeah, solid move. Um, <laughs> but so the flight attendant gets onto his phone, calls, and says, we got to go back to the gate. Like- you know, this guy is wanting apology. I have nothing to apologize to him for. I'm not apologizing to him. He and the flight attendant looks at him and and, and he's the flight attendant's right. He goes, Sir, like I have no skin in this game. All I want to do is get to Houston. I don't really care who is right and wrong, as long as you guys don't cause any more issues. So we go back to the gate. This guy won't give up. He is literally going, You need to apologize to me. So the flight attendant's like, I'm sorry if I've said anything or done anything. That's offended you, but I am basing everything I know off of what everybody else is saying. The guy back there hasn't said a word since you walked onto this plane. He's fine. You're the one that's upset and you're delaying this plane. So long story short, two and a half hours later, we're still sitting on the plane. This guy's no. still arguing. We finally He's argue with the flight attendant and everybody else that comes up. Then they bring in we like an HR person from the airport to talk to him. And I'm thinking, and everybody around me is thinking, take this guy off the plane. Like he is, yeah. he's delaying everything. Take him off the plane. Just get him out of here. But they were nice to him. They were nice to him because they're, I think they were thinking, we don't want to get him stuck in Bogota. Like it's not a bad place. Bogota is an amazing city, um, but you're in a different country. You don't want to get stuck in a different country especially if you're on your way to the no fly list. So, <laughs> so we finally take off once this guy calms down, kind of like gets tired enough. Everybody's fuming. Think about how mad this plane is at this guy at this point. Everybody's, Did his wife get involved? No, his wife stayed very quiet, very silent. Like just kind of no, sat back. She could see it all. Her. Yeah, she could see it all. So I missed my flight then to Denver. Here's the, here's the crazy part. I've never seen this before in all my flights. We land in Houston, pull up to the jet bridge. Five police officers walk onto the airplane. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Take this guy off. Walk him to some little quiet room off the side. Who knows what happened to him? Uh, but I imagine it was not good. Before everybody deboarded. Oh, yeah. Big old came scene. On. Yeah, it was like theater. Oh, it was a big old was, theater. Everybody was, was intrigued. <laughs> was it a little bit worth it? The miss, not so worth the, you can no, kind of never, never worth the mi never worth the miss. But it the was, miss. it was one of those things as we talk about many times before, where you like watch it, like you put your hands over your face, but you open up your fingers just to see it because yeah. it is like, for whatever reason, it's entertaining. I don't know if, again if that's the evil side of me. I don't know if it's the side of me that um, just likes to see weird stuff happen because I do. I love it. Uh, but yes, I was watching this very intently. I. I'm typically not good at keeping my mouth shut in these situations. I did a really good job at not getting involved. So I, what well, I wanted to say, the mediator whole, Ben would have been great here. No, because I was very much not on this guy's side. What I wanted to say is shut yeah. up, sit down, stay quiet. You're in first class on a flight. You're fine. Yeah. Like eat yeah. your food, have a cocktail. But the part with, that was driving me crazy was while we were sitting still during this delay, he was calling his friends back in the U S being like, 
oh, I got him. Like this guy was just like, oh, you know, no, this saying guy's that, awful. Yeah, he's like, I don't back down to nobody. I don't back down to anybody. So he's calling his friends like bragging, like, oh, I got a story for you when I get back. And I'm just like, dude, you are literally ruining this for, I don't know how many people on a plane, 300 people on a plane. Like you're ruining this for them. Get over yourself. But finally made it back. We're all good. Um, I was fine. It was kind of entertaining, I guess. It's a, it's like one of my best stories to tell from that trip, even though it was a great trip, but it is the story I tell. So, I mean, even though, that, I mean, that sucked. That delay totally sucked for everybody yeah. in the back, not being able to watch this too. Because at least <laughs> you're no sitting in first class on. and your yeah. comfy seat, you probably have your laptop over yeah. open doing something and you've had a couple whiskeys by yeah, now. I'm fine. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Yeah, bourbons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing just yeah, great. Well, but I feel bad for everybody else, uh, and 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 you for missing yeah. your flight and all that. But for all and you, for his wife, especially. Yeah, for all you flying out there, it just uh, it just feels like a lot of people are flying. Uh, airports are getting busier. People are traveling again. It's you know it is. I would just say take take it with a grain of salt. Like enjoy the ride. Some airports are nice to hang out in, and others. Um, I could probably give you a list of my favorites um, and my least favorites, but. Flying has been wild. Well, we just talked about drama. We were just talking about drama on flights, Ashley. There's some drama going on in Bachelor Nation right now, right? Ben, our yeah. first headline is so dramatic. It's so dramatic, Ashley. <laughs> uh, it's time. Let's just jump into Bachelor headlines. It makes headlines. me giddy. Yeah, it's a big deal. And um, I have opinions on it, right? Because uh, I know both these people. Let's take a break, though. When we come back, okay. we've got some uh, headlines to discuss uh, in Bachelor Nation. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style wall. The space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, smart money happy hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash FAMOUS. All right, Ashley, here's the headline. Chris Harrison. Yes, Chris Harrison calls the Bachelor creator, Mike Fleiss, a narcissist. That's not a good word to use to somebody. Following his exit from franchise. All right, here we go. So on Chris's podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever here on iHeart Radio Podcast, he was talking to Megan King, who is now again part of the Real Housewives of Orange County. And towards the end of the podcast, Megan goes, so are there any narcissists that have been the leads of the show? And he couldn't of come course. up with anyone. Come on. All of us are narcissists. Anybody? No, stop. I think people like use the word narcissist a little bit lightly these days. Okay. Should we look up the real term? I want to, before we go into this, yeah, let's, let's define narcissist. Narcissist. I mean, I know I have behavior. Like I have to fight against it. I have to no, implement ben. like things in my life to not like think of myself all the time. Yeah, but Ben, there's like, there's one thing when you could be like, first off, I don't think that you are at all self-centered or egotistical. You, to me, are like the least narcissistic person in the entire world. You care about others so tremendously. You put others before you all the time. You're the last person I would ever think to consider a nar to have any narcissistic behavioral brain. patterns. Yeah. Okay, well, you fight it hard then. Thank and you. you. And it shows that you fight it very hard because no one would ever, ever think that. But this is the definition of narcissistic personality disorder. It is a mental health condition in which people have 
an unreasonably high sense of their own self-importance. They need they need and seek too much attention and want people to admire them. People with this disorder may lack the ability to understand or care about the feelings of others. Now, like I was saying before, I do think that people throw this word around a bit because it's no. supposed to be like the most extreme of the extreme. Like it's a personality disorder, according to, you know, psychiatrists yeah. when you're in the seat, right? But if you're, a person's a little egotistical, a little self-centered, loves the stage, loves getting attention, not all those people are narcissists, okay? So that's why this yeah. is a big word to use here. Okay. So Chris says this, quote, the creator of the show was pause severely one of the toughest things about narcissism is you will never i I don't want to say never but very rarely that a person will recognize that about themselves i was talking to one therapist about narcissism and she said i'm just warning you that next to a homicidal maniac narcissism is the toughest thing to treat that to have someone self-realize and actually fix that is next to impossible. It just rarely happens. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's so pause that's basically, here. Let's pause yeah. here. <laughs> okay. A couple okay. questions. Um, based on the definition, my question for somebody who obviously is experienced in the field would be, can people then, um, like, can they combat this? it's a disorder, it's a mental health issue. Like, can you work on something like this? You know, or is this a personality trait that's just kind of more um, nurture? Like it's just built or it's more nature. It's built inside of you. Are you born this way? It seems like nature to me. I think you can probably combat um, Mm -hmm. the behaviors. Okay. But I think it's it's just it is built in them like born like nature versus nurture. But it is. So when Chris says this. My clinical point of view, I don't really know. But when Chris says this, this is obviously like um, a diss. Like this is a, hey, this person, like you're, he's not saying this is just the thing that, you know, the creator of the show needs to work on. It's like, this is a, a diss towards who he is as a person. Is that what we're saying? Right. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. And I do think that he felt comfortable enough to say this. One, because obviously Chris, because um, Mike is no longer with the show to Chris's no longer with the show, show. but also because right now it is the second round of investigations that are going on within Warner brothers about Mike Fleiss's behavior. It's presumed that this is the reason that he is no longer with the show. Interesting. I didn't know that. Oh yes. There are some investigations into workplace behavior. Um, They say it's a, misconduct there's allegations going on the first time that he was looked into was in 2019 when you know there was the the speak of him mistreating his wife yeah and now this is about like casting and racism and all this yeah a lot about like uncomfortable comments he would make while casting interesting so I guess for some clarity here, because we did break this story um, a few weeks ago when it came out, is Mike no longer at all associated with the show or does he still own? I mean, he still owns the show, right? No, it's very strange. He, according to my sources that I've heard, um, he sold the show a while back, but has still been the head honcho. Okay. So he is, 
he is now no longer profiting from the show. He's no longer involved in the show, at least as far as we know. His involvement with the show is done. I mean, when the show airs, Mike Fleiss is not making any more money on this show. I believe that is correct. But we don't know that for sure. You believe I it. can't say anything for sure, but I do know that I was speaking to somebody. This is actually a couple months ago before he left. And I, if I was interpreting correctly, yeah. he did sell the show a while ago, but was still there as part of the running of the show because okay. he was the creator. Okay. Well, it's, this is an interesting headline. There's a lot here to break down. Obviously we have the relationship between, between Chris and Mike, which hasn't been spoken about until now. So we know it's probably not on good terms. We figured it wasn't based on Chris, Chris's exit, but we didn't really know for sure. It doesn't seem like the two of them split. Um, well, Chris is around for a long time. He helped start and kick off this show with Mike. They had to work together for a long time. 20 years. And, you know, for it to end this way, you know, there's a lot of questions I have. Was it always this way between the two of them? Did they ever have a good relationship? Did they ever get along? Like, what what was the dynamic like for those 20 years? Or were they kind of walking in their own isolated, like, areas and would cross paths every now and again? And they both needed each other because Mike obviously owned the show for a long time. Chris hosted the show and was the face of the show. But... We now are seeing, we can assume, based on this headline and based on what Chris said, that it did not end in a, in a beautiful manner. Strong words from Chris. Now, I know them both, right? Uh, I don't know Mike that well. I've seen, I've met Mike a few times, probably a five or six times in my life. Um, was he present in like the boardroom when you were assigned to be The Bachelor? Uh, no, he was not. But he was uh, at a breakfast that I went to when I was, I guess, interviewing to be The Bachelor or doing, you know, there was like three people at, t took me to breakfast and asked me a bunch of questions about why I think I should be The Bachelor. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it was a terrible thing to ask me because I was like, I don't know. Like, I think you guys tell me why I should be your bachelor. Um, but he was there for that. I mean, Chris and I have known each other uh, a lot more intimately and, and had a friendship during the show and after the show, Mike was always nice to me, I guess, but uh, he had no reason not to be. I was, you know, there and gone. So I, it's not like I had a lot of long uh, longevity with the show afterwards. But um, I always well, did wonder. You, you have had quite a longevity with the show as a, by association. By association, yes. But I always did wonder um, what their relationship was like because they are very different people. They are. I mean, no matter what, they're very different people. I never, I've always been curious, even when I was The Bachelor, what in the world, like, who is this Mike Fleiss guy? Like, where is he? Uh, you know, is he like He's watching very us? mysterious to the yeah. cast. They got to always be like, is he here? Like, is he He's watching us from a distance? Uh, <laughs> is he in some control room? Like, is he like puppeteering us around or what's, what's going on here? Um, so I always was curious about this character, but I do know them. Uh, interesting place where they, um, where they've ended up. I, uh, I'm going to be intrigued and we'll break it down for you here on the almost famous podcast. So whenever these, this WB investigation continues and kind of comes to a resolution, uh, we'll make sure to fill you in on what they find out. Uh, it's interesting, the state of the show. And I think it also, Ashley, a big question here is what, where does it, what does the show look like without Mike? I mean, if it's been, if he's been around for this long, had such a control over it for this long, what is the show going to look like creatively? Um, for this next upcoming season. It's going to be in interesting. Like what we said in our breaking news 
podcast that you weren't on, Jared and I talked yeah. about it. He didn't have a huge involvement with the day-to-day processes of the show, you know, storylines and such like that. But it, it seems like he did have final say on whoever the lead was. So okay. I think that casting might be a little bit different. I want to ask you a question because mm-hmm. you are friends with Chris. And I don't know if you know this personally or not, but it sounds based on his openness in calling him a narcissist that could could we say that maybe Mike had a hand in the decision that was firing Chris and he's a little bit, you know, like this is his moment to kind of be like mm. bask in the glory that is his fire, uh, his departure. Oh, I don't, I mean, I, I guess I can't say, I don't know. I've never asked if Mike had a hand in it. I would have to assume. I would definitely assume. I yeah. think that he was probably, if he's the head of making the casting decision for the lead, I feel like he's probably... I mean, it was in charge of the decision of Chris leaving. So here's what we know based on the context clues. Um, up until recently, Mike was still running this show. And so all big decisions had to go through Mike. And then if he didn't like a decision being made, then I bet he had the ability to put his foot down and say, no, it's not going to go that way. Or no, we're not going to choose this person. When it comes to firing your host after 20 years or getting to a place where your host leaves. I don't think we still know if he got fired or if he left or how legally that's written up. Mm-hmm. Both of them. We really don't know how it's written up. Yeah. Mike definitely had a say in it. Like we, we have to, I mean, if he didn't, then he's not doing his job because he still was running the show at the time. I also think based on Chris's, you know, and this is such, he had such a good, he has such a good podcast right now. We're going to hear a lot from Chris and we're going to see a more unfiltered Chris, but the most dramatic podcast um, has done a great job at opening up Chris uh, to speaking his mind more um, openly. Mm -hmm. And he said it in one of his first episodes, you know, he's not unaware of the ratings drops of the show. He's not unaware of the struggles of the show, of the inner turmoils of the show. He's not unaware of any of that, right? He still has friends that work in the franchise. He still has friends that work on the show and he can look up the numbers with Google and he seemed to do that. It does feel like, yes, I don't know if this is like Chris's uh, jab at Mike. It doesn't really seem like who Chris has ever been where he wants to like jab somebody, you know, when he doesn't Mm -hmm. have affiliation with him. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you there is some piece of him that's like, yeah, looks what look what happened when you get when not when I'm gone. Like everything's falling down. Like the the franchise is gonna change forever. You know, hopefully for the better. We love the franchise. We love watching the show. We're big fans of the show. But this is a whole new season and chapter. I don't want to understate just how different the show is now gonna be without Mike there. It's the first time we've ever seen it in 20 years. It has it's gonna be different. Well, my guess is this. And again, it's just assumptions from this mysterious man who is kind of like the Wizard of Oz. In a lot of ways, The man behind the curtain. I think that they're going to have more room to experiment and they don't have to go necessarily by a formula with him gone. Well, sure. I mean, I just don't know enough to know like what he was involved in or not. And I know this WB investigation will open us up to, okay, where was he putting his foot down? What was the things he was for? And what were the things he was against? We'll know more here very soon about the inner workings of The Bachelor. But this is a very interesting point for anybody listening. I was a lead on this show. Ashley has been very involved in the show and was on the show. And we don't know how it works behind the scenes. I have no idea who was making these decisions. I have no idea 
how things were getting done. I have no idea who was the gatekeeper to all big things that were, we were watching on television, including editing, including leads, including casting. So we're going to find that out soon. But for us to take a stand right now and say, no, this is how it was going down. We just don't know. And that's part of the interesting part about being so involved in the show is it really is like the wizard of Oz. It is a mystery once like behind those cameras. I have no idea what was going on in the control room. I have no idea what was going on at the offices. I have no idea these conversations. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll get on to some fluffier okay. headlines this week. Fair. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. 
Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care, then you can sit in a room full of sick people, or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health/famous. All right, first headline is this. Oh my goodness. This guy, I love him dearly. This guy, he's one of my best guy. friends in the world. I think he's great. He is uh he's one of a kind though. I mean, he just makes you pull your hair out sometimes. I good for <laughs> Kalen. Anyways, um Dean reveals he got Kalen a third. Yes, a third. We talked about the first. I don't know if we ever even talked about the second, but now it's a third engagement ring and they share wedding updates. Good good that they have updates. I bet Dean was learning about these updates while Kaylin um, spoke about them. But it's a third engagement ring, Ashley. Oh, man. And and the, the funny, ironic thing about all of this is that Dean didn't even want her to have an engagement no. ring. He, you know, he was no. like, why can't you just wear like a paper ring or like a rubber band or just like a band? Why does it have this to be this ideal rock for you? Yeah. So what happened was he got the ideal rock. Short story, guys, if you haven't followed. He got the ideal rock. It was the rock, not the actual ring. He was going to put the rock on a ring. He put it into a napkin of some sort and put it into the junk drawer in the kitchen. Not surprisingly, it disappeared. It's been months and months and they cannot find it. But he still wanted to give her a proper proposal in Hawaii a couple months ago with the with an actual ring to put on her finger. So he went to the jewelry store, got a quote inexpensive ring, and did it with that. The plan the entire time was for her to actually get a ring that resembled the one that was lost. And what happened in this case? Nice to be a part of Bachelor Nation. A, a jewelry company reached out to him and they offered to make her a ring. So she now has a new ring, but not on her finger yet because he's going to give it to her at some time, a surprise, maybe in their next trip in Hawaii. He said sometime before the wedding, um, he will put this new ring on her finger in a special little moment. Why does he keep making her wait for this stuff? I've got to talk to him because <laughs> it's the most Dean thing ever. Yeah. He's like, continue, like, okay, he lost the first did, re, you know, took her on a hike for the second, but this third, like, just give the girl the ring, like, let her wear a ring. Like, why does he, keep, she doesn't need another moment. <laughs> no, she, need she just, another she just moment. wants to be engaged. <laughs> she just wants to like enjoy this season of life, but goodness gracious. Um, this is very. This is a very Dean story for anybody listening and wanting to know Dean's personality and kind of his traits. This is a very Dean moment, and I'm sure you can listen to uh, more of Dean and his um, hysterical antics when it comes to 
uh, being engaged on uh, the podcast with Jared and Dean. Their podcast, Help We Suck at Being Newlyweds. With Kaylin as well now, right? Yeah, it's with iHeart. They have talked a little bit more about their wedding this week. We'll put it out there. Um, She does have two dresses. Their wedding venue is in Aspen and they're going, they're leaning in hard to that theme. They said it's kind of like Yellowstone vibes and they got their invitation mock-ups this week. They said it's beautiful, but Dean is wondering why there's a pair of cowboy boots on the invitation. He's never worn cowboy boots and he doesn't think that Kaylin wears them often. (laughs) I mean, I can't. I've just come on. Anyways, (laughs) uh, speaking of engagement rings, uh, next headline is a good question. Get a question this often. We've talked about it before, but it's been maybe a year or two. What happens to the Neil Lane engagement ring after Bachelor Nation splits? Uh, Former leads explain this. Um, I would. Yeah, I have experienced myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben, Ben, uh, explain yours. Did did Lauren? They just come up to you and they go. Yeah, you we get would a weird like to text. take the ring back now. Yeah, you get a weird text. If you make it yeah. though, I think it's two years post show. Then it's yours to keep. Uh, yeah, that's and, what it is. Two years post show, or you could like buy it from them. Yeah, it might even be at a discount. No, I think it's so. I mean, I it, <laughs> it needed to be at a discount. It was more than my house, but um, the yeah, you get a weird text that says, "Hey, please turn it in," and you do and. Here's the question. Where does it sit, though? And I wonder if there's like a drawer, like a graveyard with all these rings, or if it goes back to Neil Lane. Some have argued to me, with me here recently, honestly. People that would be in the know that Neil takes them back and repurposes them, takes the diamonds out and reuses them. So what's your take on that? Like, are they cursed diamonds? No. I mean, I don't think that, but I'm sure some do. Uh, you just would never know. I think it's only cursed if you know it's cursed. If it if it was on the finger of a relationship that ended, sure. it was the symbol of a relationship that ended. Yeah, like it's not. I don't Wouldn't know. you want to know though? Like if like some legendary couple from Bachelor, like in your big Bachelor friend, you're like, whoa, this ring was once worn by. But uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I know people. I I mean, I know people who have given rings from like a, a parent's divorce to their. Uh, fiance. Really? Yeah, it works. It's a ring. So some some believe in the curse of the diamond, some don't. But we do know if you keep it for two years, it's yours. Insurance then transfers over to your name and it's yours to keep and you can do yeah. with it what you want. So some couples, uh, if they're like on the 18th month mark, like uh, you know, I was getting close to, some would think, let's just not say anything for six months. Some are like, no, we got to say something. Like we got to go back on with our lives. And uh, it, and you you fall short of the two month or two year um, timetable, and it goes back to the show. But some of these rings are really expensive. I mean, I saw the other day there was a stat that Bachelor Data did on the most expensive rings from the show, and I think my like the one from my season was the most expensive ever. It was like two. It was like two hundred thousand. It was peaking in size for sure. Yeah. So wait, can I pull this up? Like, I want to see the bachelor data. Yeah. Well, I don't know where it's at. It's going to take a, a while to find it. When you say a couple days ago, do you mean like a couple months ago? Uh, days kind of good ago. Oh no, it's right here. Oh, cool. So Katie's, what we just saw is three point one carats. Okay. Um, total carats. Yeah, Lauren has the most. Has she had the most carrots? How much? At a little over four carrots. Goodness. And gracious. then Whitney was right behind her. So you guys were the, our little season combo was the heyday of rings because Whitney was just at four carrots. Uh, well, 
I don't miss that ring at all. <laughs> I'm, I have no, I've not thought, I really have not thought about it since. So we're fine. All right. So let's continue with our headlines. All right. Here we go. Uh, Claire Crawley. Uh, she buys a new house with husband Ryan Dawkins. We're building our home together. Here's what's wild to me, Ashley. Super excited mm-hmm. for Claire. It, it's like still weird for me to read Claire Crawley and husband. It feels like it happened fast. It feels like it happened out of nowhere, but it's such a thing that you and I rooted for, right? For so long, mm-hmm. going back to COVID when she was announced as the bachelorette, we were like, we want Claire Crawley to find love. We do. Like it's a big deal, but now she has a husband. Ben, I get so excited. And I think about this often. Like I literally think just about sometimes often, just huh? sitting on the couch okay. and I'm just like, Claire's married. Like it happened and I'm so happy about it. Claire it kind of happened married. out of no, like not out of nowhere, but it happened like without a lot of like uh lead up. Right. Yeah. Okay. A lot, well, without a lot, like, uh, whew, around it, you know, like it, it was really just one of those. We love each other. We're old enough to know that this is, this is a the right fit, and we're just going to do it without a lot of hoopla. Okay, fair enough. All right, so this is what's going on with their life right now. She's had the house in Sacramento. He's had a house in Oakland, and they've been like kind of splitting their time between them. But they don't have a house together yet, and they just found one they love so much. It'll be shared with them, of course, and his daughters. They are not fully moved in yet because they're doing redoing a lot of it. She says they have a ton to do. They came in and checked on everything. She came to check on the grass because she's obsessed with the grass. She says it's been hard to find a house with such a beautiful yard and lawn. She's super stoked about it. And while she was there, she got on Instagram and shared that this was their new house. She said that she loves the fact that they have fruit trees like lemon trees and lime trees and orange trees. That's really cool. And she has so many more ideas for what she wants to plant in there with time. And she's just been really stoked to build a home together and make it exactly the way they want it. She said that she's going to be hitting up Instagram a lot because she needs help with, you know, from all the followers on like this or that. Because it's the first time that she's going to have to compromise in putting a, together a house with somebody else because she's always kind of done it herself. Well, next headline is this. Former Bachelorette Trista Sutter says producers sold my clothes during filming. Now, this was said, Ashley, on the Almost Famous OGs podcast, which is a great podcast as well within our network. We're big fans of it. We really think it adds something to the flavor and the brand of the Almost Famous podcast. Sure do. I have some comments on this. (laughs) Okay, please do. Do you want me to tell the story first? Yeah, tell us the story first. Okay, so Ben Flanick's on the podcast this week. He said he got to keep his suits. And she was like, wait, you get to keep your suits and I didn't get to keep any of my dresses? She said she had a connection with Saks. It was basically like an early like influencer brand deal. She's like, I'll wear the dresses. You give me the dresses. We'll all promote it. Something like that. She said it was her own thing. Had nothing to do with the producers. She goes into her closet like halfway through the season. And she's like, where are my clothes? Where are my dresses? She's excited to keep them. Keep them, you know? And then they go, oh, we've been selling them. And they're like, you've been selling them? They've been selling them in that sense of like soap opera thing, she said, where they sell things in LA. And she's like, wait a second. This was, these were, these are mine. They're my clothes, not your clothes. So she said she eventually, she, you know, she got to keep a couple nice formal dresses, but she was pretty bummed. Yeah. Well, they must have sold them. So my comments on this was I got to keep most of my clothes. The only way I did those, I wrote a letter to WB. Uh, if you remember, oh, really? I I don't know if I've shared this story or not, but I wrote a letter pretty much saying, Hey, 
uh, I'm going to be uh, your bachelor uh, for the next year, right? Until you announce somebody new. And I don't dress well. Like, it's just not a part of me. And if <laughs> That's you, Jared. Yeah. If you want me him. looking like presentable in all these appearances, then the clothes that you have, you know, tailored for me during my season of The Bachelor, then I, I'll need to have. And and I'm and I then I did a a little stat line where it's like okay this is how many people are six foot four and my yeah. weight and this is how no. many people uh, in entertainment mm-hmm. are six foot four and my weight and it's like nobody right like nobody's that tall in entertainment and those that are are like usually really ripped and they play like giants on shows so I was like I nope. was gonna say that's like um, Jason Momoa like Jason Momoa yeah, is not much like taller that. than me. Um, and he, you know, he's a massive man when it comes to everybody else in entertainment. And so I, so all of a sudden one day I get like six boxes of clothes. I still wear most of them. Like I still, mm-hmm. like my closet, I still have boxes downstairs in our house that have never been opened from the show because like they tailor everything down to your swimsuits and underwear. And so nobody else is going to wear that. And if they don't give you the clothes for like Zach season, cause they don't do this anymore. After I wrote the letter, they pretty much quit like very like like strictly said, no leads are going to do this anymore. We're not going to set this precedent. It goes into uh, the the rental closet at like the um, studios and people can go and rent them for like costumes and stuff anytime they want. But they just, I bet I, bet I have like, I don't know how much the suits were that the show bought me, like $5,000 suits hanging on a rack for the last seven years. You're never going to have to buy a suit again. Do not gain or lose any weight. I know. Yeah, that's the stressful part, right? I know exactly <laughs> yeah. where I stand. And I, I had lost so much weight during my season that some of it is yeah. no does not fit. Yeah. But it's interesting they sold him. It feels like a very bachelor thing to do and like a really like interesting story where it's like, You're sorry, so I didn't know. Sometimes. Yeah, I didn't know we weren't supposed to sell them. I didn't know they were actually yours. Oh my gosh, Ben, one, that was so business savvy of you. I'm proud. Well, thank you. You looked up stats. Yeah, well, it's the only way to make a good argument. Well, and here's the sad part about my story is, you know, I got to keep some of the watches from that season. There's some nice watches. There's like three watches that I got to keep. And I had them in a in a box with my grandfather's watches that he had given me when he passed. And that's the box that got stolen when my house got broken into in Denver everything got taken. Um, and so I don't have any of those things. Yeah, that stinks. So I don't have that, but I had the clothes. I do have a Hugo boss suit. I mean, I still be looking good. Jared only wears his Armani suit that he got from the date in, um, the (laughs) museum and the helicopter. He was like the male Cinderella date basically. And it's the only thing he wears when we have a very formal occasion. Yeah. He looked good. Well, um, Sarah Heron, uh, tries out new prosthetic arm, can finally hold Dylan's hand, she says. Yeah, so sweet. So she's decided to get a prosthetic arm with the hand. Uh, she said that it's just going to you know, make her life a little easier, but she's got a lot of practice to do with it, and they're still tweaking it so that it fits her the best. Uh, she said this is the most, it's called the C-O-V-V-I hand, and is the most advanced of its kind for the intuitive default grip pattering. That's oh. pretty scientific sounding, but you yeah. know, it's because it's able to like grip like very naturally. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's able to input custom-made gestures into the device. Oh, that's super so that's cool. cool. But basically she 
feels really nice that now when she's in the passenger seat of the car, she can hold Dylan's hand while they Love drive, it. and that's something she's wanted to do, and it's so adorable. Cool. No, it's so great. Well, uh, hey, Ashley, this week I was in South Bend, Indiana, and I did a speaking engagement at Notre Dame. Right. Um, and, did it uh, go great? It went really awesome. They were incredible, great turnout uh, to the event. But after the event, they said, Ben, um, what we really want is to FaceTime one of three people, Ashley Iconetti. And I said, Ashley might be my go-to here. Like I, I was going to text you. I didn't have any service, but I was going to be texting you and be like, hey, I need to FaceTime you to make 100 people happy. I've done of that course. to you before. Um, in a bar a couple a bar. weeks ago. And yeah. it was so fun. Yeah. That girl was... She loved you. Yeah, loved (laughs) you. Uh, Caitlin Bristow or Chris Harrison. But I was like, I think I could get Ashley on the line. That's that feels safer. Well, the next headline is about one of those three. It's about wait, you didn't FaceTime me. I didn't have any service. It was like, yeah, I tried. I was going to. And then I was like, you know, what? I don't have any service. And that was my excuse. I was like, see, can't do it. They're like, you're like, but Chris Harrison and Caitlin Bristow are too big of celebrities, even if they are good friends to just randomly call. Or I just like I don't talk to them enough. I get it. To like randomly FaceTime them with a hundred yeah, random yeah, yeah. people. I talked to you enough where I'm like, hey, I'll do it. See where Ashley's at. I bet she's like hanging out. Um, all right. Caitlin Bristow reveals ABC salary stuns Bachelor Nation with this reveal. Okay. But she doesn't actually say what she got. She said that they I have offered <laughs> her. Okay. They offered her to be the Bachelorette 40000 okay. And she said that you'd think at that at that dollar sign, she'd say jackpot, sign me up because she's very open about the fact when she was on Chris Souls' season of The Bachelor, she had like zero dollars in her bank account. Yeah. Um, and so it was like tempting, but then she didn't accept the offer because she was advised by, I think, her dad to hire an entertainment lawyer. Yes, with her stepdad. And um, he changed a lot in the contract and negotiated it big time for her. And then one of the executive producers said, you got an entertainment lawyer? And you're asking for this amount of money? I'm sorry. And I thought this show was about love for you. Um, I mean, and then she goes, basically, well, F off. It's about love and money, okay? They go hand in hand for me right now, which is great. And I'm so glad she did this. But it has me wondering, just as somebody who closely knows producers, which one said that? All of them. Trust me. They all play this like guilt game with you. Like you can't ask for more money. This is about love. Don't you want to be here for the right reasons? You would hate if the cast would find out how much you're getting paid from this season and think that you're not here for the right reason. Oh, our friends say this. Oh, they're all guilty of this. They also don't want like the lead to be making more money than they are. Well, no, I don't. And I don't think we were like, trust me. I mean, Caitlin did all right. Souls did all right. Um, I did not hire an entertainment lawyer. And so as a result, I was pretty much like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. The rumor in my land is that you guys are basically told to tell them how much you made the previous year at your normal job and then they match it. It's not is untrue. Is that accurate? It's not untrue. It's not untrue. It's not yeah. Untrue. And so you are like writing instruction <laughs> manuals. Yeah. So. I was making like nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, the, you remember this questionnaire when you actually go on to the, the bachelor to bachelor, they do a big questionnaire with you about your life. And you say like, I think there's a question. How much do you make in your normal job or annually? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't know that it's actually then a a negotiation prop for later on when they're like, all (laughs) right, well, cool. For like nine months down the road. (laughs) Darn. Dang. Um, But good for Caitlin. I think she's right. It is love and money. I don't think anybody 
who is in their 20s or 30s or 40s that get asked to be on the show or asked to be the lead should not then say, well, hey, I want to try to make the most out of this, not only when it comes to love, but financially for the future as well, because I'm leaving my job for this show and I don't know what life looks like on the outside when I go back. So I have no problem um, with uh, you know some negotiation. Here's the problem though, or I guess here is a little insight. They must've really wanted Caitlin because typically when somebody pulls this move and they negotiate and they hire a lawyer and they ask for a lot more money, the show will just move on. Like they'll say, okay, we'll find somebody else, but they must've really wanted Caitlin. And oh, yeah. But that brings up another part that I totally forgot to mention. She was, of course, up against Britt Nielsen. And they said to her, they, she contracted that even if Britt got the lead role, yeah. that she still was owed the amount of money that they came up smart. with. And that is so smart. I mean, that also made them definitely... Say, sway hey, towards we, the Caitlin side. Yeah. Hey, we, we got money wrapped up in Caitlin. It's like, yeah. A, yeah, it's like a contract negotiation in sports. Like who's getting paid more and are they going to get more playing time or not? Well, exactly. Ben, I have to ask you a headline making yeah. question. Okay. What's up? Caitlin was offered 40,000. Mm -hmm. Did you get less or more than that amount? More. Okay. I got more. Uh, and I think you know that Caitlin got more too than no, 40. Yeah. Obviously, oh, I mean, she got it's more alluding. than I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you, you know, when you're in the lead circle, like you kind of call some people and be like, hey, how much should I be asking for? It's uh, 40 was, I think, the starting price that they asked. Um, but I don't know that. I mean, for Caitlin, but I'm assuming, yeah, she got more. And that the guys are offered more often? I don't know that. I don't have any oh. clue. The like, again, the behind the scenes of The Bachelor is a mystery to many. and But I do know that, yes, every producer seems to know the strategy of, wait, no way you're asking for that much money. No way you're asking for more. Like, they, the, the, guilt, the guilt trip is there. Um, but I get it, right? I mean, it's their negotiation. It's yours. You're in negotiation with, against each other until you sign the contract and then you're on the same team. They play their game. You play yours. And you see where it spits it out. One last question. Okay. It's rumored that Chris Souls made basically more than any other bachelor because he was, nobody really talked about it, but he was basically a millionaire and his yearly salaries was pretty high. I uh, think so. So do you know that, that, that he is one of the higher paid, if not the highest paid of all the bachelors? I know he uh, made more than I did. I know that. Um, okay. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, I think you can go back and read even past like headlines of where like the Emily Maynards and those like obviously have been on record to, to be some of the, the most paid um, leads. And I think Chris is always up there. I mean, I'm assuming the Prince, like if he had his annual salary, I'm assuming <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous. So he might've made a lot. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Chris did fine. Well, Ashley, that's all the headlines we have for you today. A lot of headlines today, a lot of stuff going on in bachelor nation. We'll be back next week, breaking it down. Now, here's my final thing. I have to do it because I'm selfish. Um, okay. I leave tomorrow for Dallas, Texas to play in the Invited Celebrity Classic Golf Tournament alongside Wells Adams. Uh, 40 other celebrities. Emmett Smith, Tony Romo, Pudge Rodriguez. It's going to be great. Albert Pujols, uh, who I actually get to play with on Wednesday. Very excited. It's going to be on NBC. Check it out. If you see the leaderboard, just scroll down a bit. I'll be there. Um, hopefully above Wells. It's going to be a great time, but we will be back here next week. 
uh, talking about it, Yay, sharing all the ben. stories. So, Yay, Ben. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Why aren't you best friends with Tony Romo yet? I think you play like in every golf tournament with him. Oh, well, um, they like secretly be our best friends. and just haven't done yeah, it publicly we're best yet. Friends. He's a yeah. bachelor fan. We just haven't like announced it yet that we're best, but okay. we're, we're best friends. I have a good okay. story about Tony Romo and our friendship uh, that I'll share next week on the episode. How about that? Is it a true story or just a cliffhanger that you're making up? It's very true. Very, very true. Oh, okay, I'm excited. And I think funny. you're going to add another story this week. So good luck, Ben. We're Thank rooting you. for you. You're an awesome golfer and we love you. Well, I love all you right. all. Until next time, Ashley, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. What keeps baby's skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, Free and gentle, cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.